Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here, Rector of Luminous Parish. Today we're looking at All Saints Sunday in Luke 6, 20-31. And then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestor did to the false prophets. But I say to you, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the gospel of our Lord. At first glance, you might think that this is a strange text for All Saints Sunday. But All Saints Sunday is tied to the belief in the communion of the saints, that all of God's people, because of their common communion with and through Christ, our prayers are joined with the heavenly eternal community. We have a lot to learn from the saints. Now, many of us may come from a background where saints are actually venerated and lifted up from a historical standpoint. And maybe we even look at them as patron saints. And many of us don't really have a full concept of what saints mean. We may think we're all saints. We've all been called into the sainthood. Maybe we just look at it as those who have gone before us. Over the history of the church, we have looked to those who have gone before us to learn how to live, how to commune, and even focus our ambition For a moment, I invite you to reflect on someone who has had a lasting influence on your life who has gone on. Let's be mindful of them for a moment, and then we will continue. And 
no one has helped me understand the saint's ideology more than my late grandfather. And many of you have maybe listened along for a while or around the parish orbit have heard me mention my grandfather many times. Very few saints have been venerated because of their human perfection, but because of their embodiment of the kingdom's work. And my grandfather was a wood craftsman, loved baseball, and butter rum lifesavers. He taught me how to putt. Didn't have much of a long game, but his short game was strong, much like myself. He saw life full of metaphor and symbolism for eternity. His death years ago left a lasting mark on me. My insight for love and baseball, a sensitivity to the calling of holy orders of the priesthood, are all traits that I believe that are passed down through his influence. I remember him often, and remembering is honoring. Remember those who have come to your mind today. Luke 6, 20-31 on the Beatitudes. This is an interesting connection, right, with the Feast of All Saints. Jesus has given his disciples and us a way to live. Given us deep and meaningful insight and even foresight. In our context, there is the contrast of what society lives and how they say to live and then what Christ instructs here in Luke. It isn't blessed are you who are rich, for yours is the kingdom of God. Nor is it blessed are you who are filled now, for you will never be hungry. Though if that was what we listen to or even begin to believe, well, this is not the gospel. There is a reason the poor is blessed. There is a reason that the hungry will be fed. This is a charge to the saints. All the work for your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To bring heaven to earth. To leave this world better than we found it. We are not to be locusts and parasites. There is no legacy in use and abuse. In verse 27, he says to love your enemies. Again, a contrast to society. To point of mentioning from one who takes away your coat or cloak, do not withhold your shirt or your tunic. And furthermore, chiton in Greek actually means the clothing closest to your skin. In a time where isolation becomes incredibly pervasive, we need to hear that we are not alone. Maybe that is the underlying current message of all saints. 
for those who have been or in a way they're they're with us now and us with them their work their stories their art they are with us the work we do today in our world will be the kind of world that we leave for our children and their children We will make it more and more difficult to do the work given for us to do if we celebrate isolation and furthermore celebrate divide and division. Ask yourself this. Are you in a constant state of divide? Us versus them. In a constant state of outrage, living with constant contempt for anyone who differs from your vantage point. Friends, that signs of unhealth. We are not remembered by our weapons and our arms. We should ask, how am I armed? How can I disarm? How can I listen? How can I learn? Because these are signs of health and growth. Leaving the world better than we found it means to embody the message of Luke here. And one of the best remedies to combat isolated individualism is our gratitude, especially toward others. Someone helped to guide our path and we stand on their shoulders. We aren't where we are by accident or happenstance. And this is not the end. Thanks be to God. We are not alone. Those who have gone before us, those who are now, and those who will be are not alone. Years ago, I remember coming off stage after leading a musical worship set and coming around to the back of the auditorium. And on this specific day, I saw a lady sitting by herself weeping. And I was a little surprised to see her by herself in the lobby, sitting on a couch. And I kind of looked around to see if anybody's acknowledging her. I simply walked over, sat down next to her for a moment without saying anything. And then saw a box of tissues. Picked those up. And all I knew to do was hear. Gave her a tissue. and sat there. She said thank you. And after a moment or two, I got up and I put my hand on her shoulder and said, you're not alone and I pray for grace and peace for you.
You see, she had lost her mother a year ago, and this day was Mother's Day. She needed the reminder, much like I did, that we are not alone, though we may feel it. Mother Teresa said, if I can give you any advice, I beg you to get closer to the Eucharist, to Jesus. We pray for the tenderness of the Eucharist. Because at the Eucharist, we experience the reality of the church transcending time and space and history. As Christ is known in the breaking of the bread throughout generations, time space. It's a beautiful concept many of us still struggle with today. And that's okay. Lean into the tenderness of the Eucharist. Be connected in holy communion with God and with one another. For you are not alone. Thanks for joining us here on the Luminous Podcast. If you're ever available on a Sunday at 4 p.m., we gather together in downtown Franklin at 408 Church Street. You're welcome. Your children are welcome. If you'd like to have more information, you can find us at luminousparish.com. Peace be with you, and may you share this peace with everyone that you meet.